Okay, so I'm Jasmine, and welcome to Jasmine's Guide to Life, Seeking Purpose, the podcast. Um, I am a career consultant, advocate, influencer, inclusive leader, mentor, connector, author, entrepreneur. Uh, But most importantly, I'm a Black woman on a journey of seeking purpose and capturing the moments along the way. Um, I started this podcast for the people who are figuring things out and asking that question of what my purpose is. And it's taking the conversations from my book and those aha aha moments and really bringing them to life. So today is technically not your first time on the podcast. It's a part two, but uh, we'll call that like maybe the the intro or the blooper reel, whatever we call it. But I feel like I have to give you another introduction, right? It's only right. So how I would describe you, right? Like we said last time, a person with many aliases, you know, names, whatever you want to call it. But um, I'd give you creative, um, intuitive. Um, I'd give you entrepreneur, um, a good friend. We'll even call JG ambassador, if you will. Um, but what what would you want the people to know about you, Rodney C? Um, revolution and my journey of just beginning. Okay, we'll take it. Oh, so thank you. Um, and today we're supposed to be finishing a conversation about becoming, yes. and we were supposed to start where we ended with this statement. I believe it was, you are the right person for the conversation, right? Am I, hold on, I wrote it down, I think. Uh, yeah, you're the right person for the conversation. Um, and we both were saying how we found ourselves having these very, I would say, transformative conversations with people who felt like they were speaking to the right person at the right time. And I want to come back to that because I, I do think that that is very true. And we can often find ourselves in that when you tap into that area of like, becoming in purpose and being where you are at the right time. But how do you get to that person and tap into that power? Hmm. So the person that you're in conversation with the person that you are. Yes. So let's say, I'll use a perfect example. Um, I've had in the past week, actually, um, really transformative conversations where I felt like I was talking to my younger self, like Mm -hmm. scarily similar. So um, one of my mentees and two students, now they're different than me. Uh, There's some areas where we might share identity, but like when I say scarily, like the same thoughts, same areas of of life so um, one student who in transition um, made some great accomplishments but having to make some tough decisions about where she's going to go next um, and who she can take with her Um, I had um, another student who is navigating becoming a confident leader and decision maker in the midst of transition and figuring out who they are and figuring out their next steps. Um, And even someone who is dealing with this level of imposter syndrome, right? Like, so knowing what you're doing is what you're meant to be doing, but you don't necessarily feel like you're equipped or almost that like, why you in that moment, right? So all very different students, very different conversations, but all in the same week. So it makes you think, right? Like, okay, if I didn't go through these experiences, then I couldn't be there for them, right? So maybe I had to go through those things or or be in those moments, right? To open that door for somebody else. Then on the other side of it is, one, do you know what you know? And two, are you living by that, right? Um, so it's 
really interesting. And it made me pose this question or really not even a question, just a moment of reflection of how did I get to where I am now from those moments that at the time felt like the end of the world or how are you going to make this happen? Or they were uncertain, insert other synonym here. I think um, cliche as it sounds, uh, time will tell. Um, the conversation that I spoke about, I think last time I had a conversation with a young man in the bar and he said that, um, I hope you have a baby. Like the conversation match with girlfriends and personal thoughts and beliefs to religion. And then we heard, I hope you have a baby. I, I said, thank you, I, I guess, but why, why would you say that? And he said, because you're a great person. You provide um, you provide him with another way of looking at things. And this man was on the verge of punching somebody in the face inside the bar just because he wanted to intimidate them. So um, I wouldn't have had to, I wouldn't have had that conversation with him if I hadn't gone through what I've gone through over the past couple of years. So time, time will go, time goes all wounds, right? Okay, let's yeah. unpacking that a little bit because I do think that's true. Like yeah. there's some sort of divine timing in any and everything, right? Like can't control it. But before you can like, I guess, embrace the timing of your life as Oprah would say, um, there gets to this point where you have to have faith but also like live in that faith, mm -hmm. even if it's a future that you, you're not sure if you will see or not. It's like, like I was speaking to my niece earlier because her birthday is tomorrow, she's in Puerto Rico. Like I'm not even really excited. I was like, well, have you ever visualized yourself being in Puerto Rico? 25 years old, no good, great job, great car, successful. What aren't you excited about? I think that me personally, when I tend to get excited, I see my future because I know I'm going to be there no matter what. Um, visualization is very powerful when you, I guess, operate on their frequency. If that makes any sense. How do you know, I guess? What's visualization? The reason why I'm asking this, so one of the students who I mentioned, right? So she, she's a senior. Um, she had to face different pieces of adversity while she was there. Um, and she's at the end and she's like, I want freedom, I want independence, but I don't wanna go back home. And it's not that she doesn't have something good to go back to. She's like, I just don't wanna get comfortable. And so, Naturally, I'm asking her about her visions, her goals, her dreams, right? Um, and she said something that I literally had to pause and repeat it back to her. And she goes, well, I know I have dreams, but I don't have any goals. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Say that back, right? And she was like, what did I say wrong? I was like, no, repeat repeat what you said. And, and I might be paraphrasing it a little bit, but she literally was like, oh, I have dreams, but I don't really have any realistic goals. And I had to stop and say like, who told you like your dreams weren't goals mm -hmm. or they couldn't be goals, right? Or like maybe there's levels to the goals that are ultimately like working towards that dream. And that really stuck with me because like you're saying, your niece, right? Like, did you ever visualize yourself there? She probably has, mm -hmm. but didn't think that like one, your dreams should be your goals and that's okay. But like, how do you live that? Me personally, I do like self-respect. So as a uh, kid, I would visualize myself working a certain way and operating a certain way on a certain frame of business. And then, lo and behold, 
which is what I'm doing right now, right? Um, I think you have to work towards it. So the goals, goals being the habits, those are all in correlation, right? Um, you got to change lifestyles and really do it. Insert good habits into your life with goals, with dreams. Um, but I think if you move towards it, the fact of walking the park, I was talking to Linda earlier about her dreams and goals. And she was like, she doesn't want to go to school. Um, and I was asking her, like, what do you, you want to do after school? Or what it, what it, um, go for home. If you graduate or if you don't graduate. So she broke down both um, answers for me. And I was like, well, what are you doing to change that? You know what I'm saying? Um, if you don't, if you don't want to work your nine to five, which you're doing right now, then it has to be a means to an end. Um, she's a creative, uh, so I equated it to you be you go on a cheesecake factory, and there's so much on the cheesecake factory menu that you only get a burger to eat, right? When you got seafood and green seafood and green, um, Asian spring rolls, which you only get a burger. If you're all right with that burger, you're okay with that burger, but there's so much on that menu that you do, but you have to earn soon. And what's really going to mean in order to, I guess, eat a different man, live a different lifestyle? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Is that taught or learned? It is both. It's both to me. Like I said, I'm on a journey, so my world is opening up like no other. Um, stepping into the world that I'm um, stepping into right now. It's almost like magic that you just put in your attraction to that love attraction, putting everything that belongs to you to transform. Um, but it's taught in as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I could buy into that, that it that it's taught and it's learned. And I do think there's like a sense of, of freedom too that mm-hmm. um comes with that. Um and I feel like some of it is taught or inherited, right, by what you see. And then so much of it is learned by what you experience and consume. And uh, that's important. Because she also spoke about how um, the environment she's in right now is conducive to her lifestyle or health, nothing. Um, and she's like, that all plays effect on when you finish your school and you be a lackluster, you say, I can only imagine, but I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, either you want to dig a hole or, you know what I'm saying? I don't, because you can suffer as, as humanoids, you, 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 um, sometimes you suffer, right? And that's suffering, distress, depression, sickness. On the other hand, you can put that corner on the other side. It's another hour's life, though, you know. Even if you're in that situation, but you're in a situation, you have to work your way out of the situation. But if you don't, okay. So yes, Ann, this is good. This is going to be a hot take, right? Like, because I have this love-hate relationship with resilience, right? Like, I feel like resilience is a beautiful thing, and it's a skill people need. Like, you can't get stuck, like you were saying. Like, you got to push through it. But specifically, even like for Black people, right? Like we we didn't have a choice to be resilient. Like that was almost an expectation. And specifically with like black women, right? So we look at it on one hand, it's a badge of honor, but like you're not giving any other option, right? So I do think we owe it to ourselves in this journey of becoming right to to be honest in those moments and sit in those feelings. And I feel like a lot of us are just like, you don't, you don't deal with it. Like you're like, okay, this is what happened. I'm pushing forward, I'm going to be motivated, which is great. But what trauma does that like ensue, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm starting to think about that of like so much of the journey of becoming and what brought me here, right? And then also recognizing like May is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And now most people are like having conversations about it. And this is one area of the book that I didn't really like talk about in depth, but it's resonated with people so much. And I feel like we don't sit in that enough, right? Like, okay, 
deal with the feelings mm-hmm. of, okay, like, I can't figure it out. I don't know what's happening, whether it's uncer- uncertainty, anger, fear, whatever that might be, to get to the root of what really is a question. Like, okay, so if I'm saying I'm avoiding transition, right, for my student who doesn't want to go home, really is fear of failure, fear of comfort, right? Like all the things that I learned in these four years, I'm going to go back and revert to whatever that is at home, right? Or I'm going to lose my freedom or I'm going to lose my drive or whatever. So that's what you should be tasking instead of figuring out all the ways that I don't have to go home because you're not dealing with what actually is there. Um, actually, yes. Um, so one of the sections in the book, I talk about, um, how I suffered from depression and didn't know it. Um, and it took like having like a very dramatic (laughs) breaking point and I can laugh about it now, but you don't realize like how much you just like function, like, or people are talking about now how like you can have functional anxiety or other things. And specifically there's studies now of, and black women, how common it is because of this high level of achievement and expectation and things that you have mm-hmm. that it goes unnoticed or undiagnosed. Um, and I tell my students all the time, like I was so focused on timelines and things because I felt like I had to. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I think that's pressure of being an only child and 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 a number of other things. But um, when I decided to come back to Buffalo, actually, um, I had just had this really like interesting breakup. I was moving back home, getting a new job. Uh, huh? Oh, when I was at Bonaventure. Um, so I was transitioning and I had to determine like, this was like the big decision if I was going to stay in higher ed or go into journalism. And that was my plan. So how I had spent my entire life of that, of that point and goal and that job being a means to an end so that I could get my master's and, and really do communications and deciding that I needed to be in higher ed, moving home, being in that transition, um, into a role that was like a brand new role at the institution that I was working at. Just became a Delta as well. Like it just all happened at once. And so I thought like, okay, when I come home, like, okay, this is gonna be good. Like, like I'm starting over, like figured it out. I'm excited. I I think I'm where I'm supposed to be. Come home. Home is completely different because it's familiar to you, but it's different because everybody has their routines or whatever. And it was different because every time I was home, I was visiting. So everyone else was on my time, right? So you're adjusting. Um, I'm now relearning the place that I called home. I'm in this new job that I thought was gonna be amazing. 20, how old am I now? What is this? 20. Six, twenty-six. So one of those, one of those ages, um, like overlapped by how my birthday is. So literally, all of this is happening at once. I get this new job. I think it's going to be amazing, and it's like smoke and mirrors because I had no work-life balance. So I came home to get my life back, and then did not have work-life balance. And then COVID happens. Within COVID. I'm also an essential employee. So the majority of my family is not. I think I had two friends who were considered essential employees. Um, I was living on a college campus because of my job. So I was like isolated from everyone. And you're in this stage of transition in your life, right? And it explodes. Right. So you go day by day because you have these moments of like, I don't have time to sit in it. Like it's a job that's got to get done or like have to grow or like and sometimes where I think this is where you battle in faith. Right. And you and you grow and you grow for yourself. Right. Because so many people would be like, oh, pray or do these things or whatever. But then you're like, OK, well, we need to make something shake because it's moving a little slow. All those things. Right. Until you break and then you're like, OK, 
then you have to have this like conversation with yourself, right? Like, no, I did all the things. Like I'm a pretty healthy person. Like I have pretty good boundaries. I have what most people would say, like the all the checklist of things to not be a depressed person. Like I have a great family and we're close. Um, I have amazing friends. Um, I have my sisters in Delta. I have mentors. I had a solid job, like making good money. I had apartment, all of these things. Yet. Mm. Right. So, and it's not to say that anything was wrong with me, anything that was wrong with other people, but like, you don't realize how much things build or the weight of things or whatever. So thank God for therapy. Thank God for like, also not, not letting other people's thoughts or opinions of what you should do stop you from healing the way that you should. Cause that was an interesting conversation when you talk about black people in therapy, if you talk about black people in a choice of medication or not, um, so many things, right? Um, so I say all that to say, which leads me to, I guess, the foundation of becoming. Being over that hump, right? And being over that for, for a good chunk of time now, and now being at the place where like, you can use your insight to support other people who are in that at a time that you never thought you would get out of that. Um, and so on one side, you're like, am I qualified? And then you're like, oh, wait a second, I might be. Um, but we don't talk about how Sarah Jakes Roberts, love her. She just had a quote that was, your breaking point is actually your listening point. So, all of these conversations that I'm having and making me go back and reflect, right? Because if I'm giving advice about something, I'm like, okay. And then they ask, well, how you know what you know, right? Like you, you got to provide a receipt. So it makes you think. And I'm like, so many of those moments now, because I actually stopped, even though it wasn't my choice to stop, right? Like, and listened and did the work that's when I, I would say I truly became me. Sure. Yes, I got to play with the word a little bit. But but yeah, I guess I guess it was for a sense of discovery. But then on the other side of it, I feel like we all start knowing who we are right we all start that way like when you think about kids in their imagination they believe what they believe and you can't tell them any different to the point where like you play into their imagination <laughs> so true. to get on to get on their level right and then as you grow and you start experiencing experiencing things and people and all of that stuff mm -hmm. and that's why I say like some of the stuff is inherited or whatever because you get other people's fears or what they tell you and right all those things so it's almost like we're interrupted and I don't necessarily and maybe that's the sense of discovery right or the reminder of like who you are when you talked about having visions for things as a child or other things and nobody else got it it shifted you a little bit but then you're back on track I think it takes that shift though because so for me personally, my shift, um, my shift was needed. Um, the breaking point call, like I said before, COVID was rampant. I thought the world was going to be going through it. And on top of that, um, I think because you just said what you said about shifting, I feel that the shift was needed for me because I was losing where I was to a certain extent. Um, and now I can say, like, I, I don't want to like, I, right now, I'm the person that I want to be at all time. Okay, okay. So, I feel like, I keep saying this, like, 
every episode but Mm -hmm. so this is my year of wholeness right and I feel like I had to like build into that right like through these breaking points or listening points and not to say any of those will change right or there definitely are going to be more to come but the way in which I deal with them are different because of those experiences and whatever um but I think the most important thing that I want hopefully people to get to the point on their journey of seeking purpose is getting to the point where they learn to trust themselves and also not just trust yourself but like for lack of better words get out of god's seat right like let go of control so how can you do that if you're how can you do that? Like if you're always on the goal and what's next and you conquer something, you conquer a goal and what's on to the next goal and you have a war and what's on to the next war and you know what I'm saying? How can you? I think it's doing the uncomfortable work and not just doing it for a reason. So for example, it could have been very easy for me to say like, okay, how many years ago was this what? Pushing three years since COVID. Um, it could have been like, okay, you get diagnosed with depression, you go through therapy and you stop and you're healed, right? Or you get through that moment, you are healed, but you're intentional about keeping that journey, right? Like, so unpacking and doing that work. Um, and also recognizing like therapy isn't for everyone and that's okay, whatever that that maintenance is for you do that um I think it's also taking accountability um and personal accountability for yourself is very easy for us to get lost in I am this way because or this is what I know or well I'm only this way because right so I think it's taking accountability and being honest and vulnerable with yourself if you don't do that you can't do it with anybody else, right? Um, and then the other side of that is like, obviously like unpacking things, right? Like identifying patterns, because they could be your patterns. They could be, again, things that you inherit. Inherit. I think last time we talked a little bit about generational curses or the things that you pick up, right? That you see, or you have to unlearn through experiencing new things. Um, I think it's who's around you. Um, that's That's important and like, you need people not only who think differently than you, but who who value you um, and have some of those same core beliefs. Um, I think people get lost in the, the glamour of friendship. Um, and I don't want a friend who's afraid to rock the boat with me or tell me the truth. Um, so I'm really blessed to have that. Um, and people who champion me in that way, mentorship, um because it's outside of your outside of your family and the different relationship um yeah I think and for me a huge part of it is not just discernment but intuition so learning your voice of whatever that is and sticking to it because you're just doing the work if you're not willing to do the work, then you're going to be left with that damn burden. Mm-hmm. You can't, everything that you've done since your diagnosis has elevated you to the next level. Yeah, you sure. Know um, it's happening and actually doing the work matters. You can't, you can't go see a therapist again. Think that that's the end of it. That's the end of the deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, everything that you name is very important as far as uh, your lifestyle, your diet habits. Um, it plays a huge role. A lot of people don't realize that. Um, like me and Lisa earlier about her, uh, her uh, where she's residing at, it's very toxic. So it has a, plays a large part of how she's operating life right now. If you're able to remove yourself from it and do the work, that's what's beneficial. 
So what does doing the work look like for you? Every, everybody's got a different thing. Like people, people laugh at me. Like I've had to learn the art of boundaries. And so like a huge part of that for me is like work-life balance. Like I do a lot. And my schedule is always insane. Um, but there's just certain things that I don't give up on. Like I always give myself time off the top. Like there, like, and I will put it in a calendar because it's very easy to say like, oh, I have space here, right? Um, so I put that in there or like people, whatever your form of self-care is, right? But like, I'm a stickler about my nails. Like I talk with my hands. Like, I feel like that's crusty if I'm doing like this. Yes, 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 yes. It was to go with my suit for 30 under 30. But nevertheless, that's my time and everybody in my life knows that like I have like a pretty much every two to three weeks like depending on like I have a standing appointment people can't talk to me I can't have my phone out I'm there for like an hour and a half I put my phone on do not disturb and that's my space I may or may not talk to my nail lady but like that that's that's for me um, or how I start and end my day. I don't give anybody like the first 30 minutes or the last 30 minutes of my day. That's just for me. Everybody's different. Some people they like to take a walk, they like to jog, they, whatever it is. But doing the work, I think also people think like doing the work always has to be this like, I'm in therapy weekly, I'm in, I'm in this, right? Which whatever that might be where you're at at the moment but like some of the most profound moments are just like you could be watching a show you could be inspired or like today I kind of shifted this whole conversation because I attended this panel this morning for 514 remembrance and I was like wait a second and I just had this whole like moment of like okay wait I think I need to talk about something different mm -hmm. so everybody has that journey so what is what is doing the work for you um just like you said having your time um, I have a solid routine in the morning I just pray for the most high and then my affirmation I meditate um, I do a lot of breathing exercises because life is stressful, uh, work is stressful, family is stressful. There's a lot of moving parts. I need no sense level for this shit. So um, I breathe a lot. I uh, I talk to myself a lot. Sometimes I answer when I'm saying. But it's a lot of um, it's a lot of taking it easy, taking it easy, and still growing though. Uh, uh, Marley says easy thinking. And that's how I throw that one in the morning when I'm going with a word when everybody's uh, in the rat race, you know what I'm saying? Speed and 70 miles per hour gets a, a red light, you know what I'm saying? And I just take it slow, take it slow, and, you know, flow. I float a lot uh, in my thoughts. Uh, just to, by the way, I live my life as well. Um, not that I don't take things seriously, I just deal with things the way I deal with them. I'm out of a situation right now where my tenants are going at it already with my next door neighbors. Our their neighbors, my friends, my neighbors, my neighbors, but I have somehow to deal with that. Um, and in that situation, I just handle the situation. I handle the situation. It's firm, you know what I'm saying? But the way I, it's not going to be, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be in an anger tone, um, but it takes texting or face to face. I make sure that, that I don't. A lot of things in the because I'm used to, um, and I watch how I respond to people. I have a lot of empathy. All of that, all of that has to deal with the way that people work. I can go on and on. Okay, and something that's I do think that's important, and I think we both kind of talked about it too. But like your words and thoughts matter. Like they hold so much weight. Like, and I feel like those are the seeds to everything that you're able to plan and accomplish, right? Like, so from my student who didn't realize her dream should be her goals down to the things that you say to yourself when you wake up, 
or you believe, right? Based on the interruptions of life. Um, and I think that that's something to think about. Like, what do you say to yourself? Like, it's very easy to like take in what, what other people do mm-hmm. um, or like wanting that from other people or wherever you fit on that spectrum. But at the end of the day, like, what is it that you say to yourself? And not just what do you actually are willing to say to yourself? Because I feel like the stuff that you don't vocalize, that's actually the heaviest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, affirmations are powerful before affirmations. Affirmations, I was giving myself affirmations of going outside. You know what I'm saying? I, I still don't understand the outside situation, but a okay, you know, that's what speaks to you. Because when I was younger, um, you know, everybody got to make it if I got to. So if I'm going outside by myself, you know what I'm saying? I got to pump myself up like, yo, if you see anybody, you know, you got to get busy. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever fret, right? I'm giving myself affirmations. I throw something on it. Why? The people might not have even I agree, right? <laughs> I like it. Giving myself affirmations. But now, um, at the age of uh, Great Deuce, I I got like a, a clip of 30, a whole clip of 30 that's every morning. Um, but within, within that clip, I, um, I'm very uh, intentional. About what I'm asking, uh, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, call it, or, 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 or um, whatever you want to call it. I'm very intentional. Um, I can't say this. It's where I want to be brought into my life. Um, whether it's happiness, joy, uh, being the light in the womb, um, projecting my throat chakra. Whether it's being successful, whether it's being powerful, whether it's being unknowing, you know what I'm saying? It's all things connected to the source. Um, it's nothing negative, nothing. Some of it is materialistic. I mean, I feel uh, But it's not like I want to a Bentley truck type bit, but you know what I'm saying? It's just you know, the part of being wealthy and happy. Everything I learned in my life, that's how I remind myself and give myself the, the power of. Speaking to myself, speaking to the universe. Okay. Within that, right? Like, this also might be a hot take. We'll see where it goes. Um, comfort zone, right? So we can have these moments, these breaking points, these experiences. Then we develop these healthy responses, right? So affirmations, adding to them shifting your energy or whatever, choosing to deal with things, how you choose to deal with them. But then I also think we can find ourselves in comfort zone. And how do we manage that? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, I'll give you an example. Like, I'm a st- structure person. Um, now, I go with the flow on, I would say, what fits in my field of discernment and intuition, right? Um, Or I like to think about it as calculated risk-taking, right? And then some people are like, well, how can you take a risk if you're being calculated? I I think that that's possible. It's possible. Uh, Or like liking control. Like if I get a vision for something, I will give like clear instructions of the way, like try to see say like okay this is how I see it in my head right so that's why I always say like whoever works with me they got to be able to like deal deal with that vision right so with that though I know I have certain things in place because of comfort zones right like I like details or I like things to be in order because then I feel like I've planned for you know, like anything that could pop up or like I could have, like there's, if this happens, then this, blah, 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 blah. And that was part of the reason, even if was birth, right? To get out of the comfort zone. 
right? Instead of feeling like I have to have all the answers or a response to the answers. Be open to that, right? So I'm just wondering your thoughts on like comfort zones. Like, do they evolve? Do we naturally put ourselves in them? I think they Project or the voice of my opinion about something, I had to step out of my comfort zone because I told you before, I'm a really quiet guy. Uh, I won't say too much. You know? um, <laughs> so, stepping out of the comfort zone is the way that I feel um, much objective as far as the company is, what is outside the company. Yeah, I think it's believing in your own potential, right? And then acting on it. Um, which takes time and and it I feel like also too that's the value of these like breaking points or and sometimes everything that you face isn't necessarily like a breaking point I feel like that's like a catchy way to say that sometimes it's just like the normal thing that just irks your nerves and you have to get over it and you might have an attitude for an hour and then you get over it right but like those are also the things I feel like remind you of that or prepare you for the things that, that you asked for. Mm -hmm. so right now, in the stages that you're on in your life, can there be an uncomfortable moment that you find comfortable? Absolutely. Um, I feel like I'm living that right now. Like, um, I just, had an appointment this afternoon with my mentee and I don't know what I did to pick this girl up but you know I guess we both needed each other right so we always have these conversations and she was like well how are you right now right and I'm trying to get better at like actually answering that question and I was like well I'm in these like on this uncomfortable situation right like I um with where I want to go with my business and my career, I need to become a more confident leader in every space, like in the spaces that come second nature to me. And I feel like I'm an expert in it. It's easy, but the other things you like, you got to purposely put yourself in those rooms. So I've been doing that. Um, on the other side of that, be careful what you ask for because it's gonna come. Mm -hmm. And I just finished a leadership program and I wanted to take on an additional board opportunity. And I had like gone to meetings, I had these interviews and I got to like the last stage and I was gonna have to make a decision. And right when I was gonna have to make a decision, um, I received 30 under 30 and then, my, one of like I call her my second mom she called me and she was like hey so there's this leadership position I want you to think about applying for and I was like well I was already like nominated for this other like smaller position it's not really like I could do the job but it's not necessarily what I wanted to do but I feel like that's manageable for what I have going on and she was like, no, <laughs> she was like, wow. and, she, and she straight up told me no, just yeah. like that. And I was like, uh, she was like, well, this position that I'm asking you to consider is something that you, we've talked about that you said that you would want to do in the future. And I was like, yes, in the future, not now. And she said, why not now? So I was thinking about like all these reasons of why not now. And then she was like, okay. Now, you're saying, why not now? But now I want you to look at 
these goals that you just wrote out of like the next couple of years? And she was like, if those things happen, would you be able to manage this responsibility that you feel like not now? And I was like, okay, right? So I was like making a choice, blah, 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 whatever. And so right when I got to the point to tell her yes, the other opportunity I got, it was like very like crazy how it happened. Uh, the organization dissolved before I could give them an answer. And then I accepted this position and was just elected into the position Wednesday. Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm like completely like uncomfortable with it, but I'm comfortable with it because I don't doubt my ability to do the work. So it's just prepping yourself for the unknown and other people having confidence that you can do it. I don't know. It's my friends like magic. It's really like magic. Um, talked about how you wanted to play a role to Yeah, I was like, so yeah, so thinking like in the trajectory of what I hope Jasmine's guide becomes. Like I hope it becomes both a lifestyle and a community. Right. So it's not just my journey, but it's, you know, ambassadors engaging. It's my micro events. It is empowerment. Um, it is like actually how do you take your dream and make them into a realistic goal and work towards it, right? Like true life design. But I can't lead that kind of magnitude of people in a comfort zone, right? Like I can't lead that in only certain areas because that's what I like, right? So you have to put yourself in the areas where you feel like you're lacking or you're growing or whatever, because you're also not going to be great at everything, right? Like that's why you need people who can fill that gap, but you got to go sometimes where the people are, or you got to build those relationships or so many, so many things. So yes, it was, I need to put myself in leadership in different types of leadership positions to be able to oversee certain things or increase my skills or manage all of these things. If that's what I want to do in the future. Yes. Uh, we are. Yes. In the middle of it. What type of confidence do you have? Have you said a reflective? You don't have to say it. My question. You know, I'm just for me to run it back. It's the way it was. Okay. So this is a yes and. So I sort of did this but this is like a part of my homework that I need to do is like actually go back and do this because like so I have this list of what I call like crazy faith things right like I don't do resolutions or anything like that um but I do try to set intention of things right like and I just put them out there um and I don't pick them back up and this actually started gotta love Charnice she Charnice is one person was always down for my foolishness. She might be like, now jazz. And then afterwards, she'll be like, okay, I get it, I get it. But she will always tell me yes. Um, so this was right when I moved back. And I think this is when I started this habit. So like, was, what is that, 2019, right at the end of 20, whatever. I was like, Charnice, I was like, I got, I got to move past this like vision board thing. Like I've always done vision board, but I was like, I need to be more direct and intentional. Um, and I feel like resolutions set you up to fail. Um, so I went to the craft store, I bought all this stuff, all these jars, all these things. Like, Charnice, meet me at my apartment. We're meeting in the living room and we're about to make these jars, right? And we're going to just like put all these things that we can come, come up with, like whatever decorated our jars, put little cute things on the outside, whatever. Didn't look 
didn't look back, whatever. And then it was when I left my toxic job and got my current job and I was packing up my apartment, whatever, and moved back. And I was, I randomly found it in a box and I don't know how it ended up in my like office stuff. I found it and we opened our drawers and it was crazy how much that we accomplished. So now I take that habit and I do that once a year. And this year I would say, this is the most like, I, sh I shouldn't think of it as radical, but this is the most like, I feel like honest, authentic, like I wasn't calculated with it. I just put it out there. I was like, see what happens. No, it was like direct, it was intentional, but it was like, if it comes to my mind, if I think it, I'm doubling down on it, right? So I have this crazy list of things. So at the end of each quarter, go back, just strike off what it is. Um, so some of those things I've crossed off. Some of those things, I feel like they, they can get little like notches on them. Like it's not crossed off yet, but that's the value in becoming, right? Like you used to be like so defeated to be like, I didn't cross it off. So I didn't do it, but like, actually if I go back, I was in the wheelhouse of this, but that's like preparing me for what I asked for. So for example, this leadership position, it's not me doing Jasmine's guide on this mm -hmm. steroid level, but it's giving me the ability to work towards that. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you how many things that I've actually crossed off and I'm, I'm okay with that, but it's, it's moving the way it should. What, what would you say is the basis of that? What do you mean by that? Like, because you say it's not, it's not on par. You said we can't get it on. You can't get it on hundred percent. Not that I can't give it a hundred percent. I think because it's about evolving, right? It's about taking things to the next level. Yeah, the lifestyle, even if make it happen. Yes, I think I'm working towards that, of getting there. Um, I think some of it is timing. I think it's honestly priority, because um, also sometimes I recognize like what's my priority might not be the priority for my life at that moment, right? Like, um, are my wants matching up with what's my what's the will for my life or the purpose for it at that time? It's not that I won't have it and not that I can't have it. It's taking my expectation of time out of that, right? Um, so I think that that's some of it is also like accountability and growth, right? Like this is the first time now that I have someone who is working with me um, and how much that was like a... <laughs> a big thing for me to get to the point to be like, okay, I'm open to someone working with me down to, I don't even really follow up on it. Like, right. So that's also growth to like trust someone and their ability to do that. Right. Um, yeah. So many things. Yeah. That's true. So, okay. Earlier you mentioned affirmations. Yes. So, you know, I have affirmations. I, I believe in them. I, like I said, I believe in what you tell yourself matters um, just as much as like what other people are saying to you and what you're consuming. Um, so what's one affirmation that you would give to the people? Mm -hmm. One affirmation I give to the people. Um... Or if this, actually, scratch that. Okay. I'm changing this. So I've been telling everyone, like, I didn't realize this at the time. But everything just, as you said, evolves, right? Um, 
so much of where I am right now from the conversations that I'm having with people, like in whether it's talking to myself on the other side of that, I'm having like these really kind of like interesting conversations with people who I admire, who I love and care about. And they're at really interesting stages of their life. But they're talking to me about things that I admire them for. Yet they look different they look different than what you would realize, right? So that's an interesting conversation because I don't have that same direct experience or that might be a goal that I'm working towards. But seeing that sense of, you know, adversity in them, right? And so I feel like this is my like runway to 30, right? Like I'm walking myself into my 30s for these conversations and these experiences. So now that you're in your 30s, like I know you keep trying to say that you're not in them. What's the affirmation that you would give to that transition stage? A person who is walking into their 30s as a person who is in their early 30s. <laughs> We'll give you two. Okay. We'll give you two. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll give you two. Because I, I, um, I created my information when it gets to three. At any rate, you go to three. Okay, we'll give you three. We'll give you three. Just. Three is, um, I am power, I am present, I am positive. The three P's. I gave myself a revelation then. It might have been 2020. 2020, I was going to not invest in. Um, like I said, I thought the world was going in. Those three right here. I'm power, I'm present, I'm positive. I wasn't going to be able to So, first, I'm walking into the 30s. And the first one, Okay. Well, Thank you for shifting on this episode of still becoming, but, you know, and, and maybe it's still under the theme of like, you're the right person for the conversation. Um, but I think the biggest like things about like becoming is like, it's okay to hold your own hand. If you're not like the person who you should always be honest and vulnerable with yourself it should be yourself um and give yourself grace in that right like this is like progress this is the journey like right like nobody has it all figured out they don't um they told you they did it's definitely definitely alive right but like I just feel like if now going back and reflecting on all of these things and being in the space of like aha moment right now of talking to who you were and also possibly talking to your future at the same time, right? Like how do you give yourself grace and step outside of control and just like be obedient to that, right? So like do the work, find out who you are, yeah. sit sit in that discomfort and trauma. Like I always have a notebook or something with me. I'm always journaling, writing things down. It was funny. I went with my line sister to uh, this panel this morning and she was like, what, what are you doing? Like I had, uh, I was typing. She was like, you can't be taking notes that fast. And I was like, no, no, it's my own thought or whatever. But like, getting that out so you can go back to that and sit and and sit with it and just be intentional about what you consume and who you consume it with i always say i'm forever me meaning manifesting elevating involving and stopping so okay we'll say that that's a catchphrase and not an additional affirmation Okay, that's that's what we'll go with so we don't go over the letter. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. I appreciate you for coming and having the conversation. Um, glad that we have visuals and all the things now. So this will be fun to go back and edit and 
figure out how to connect the dots with the last one. Okay. So I asked you last time though, like what's what's your word? Do you remember what you said? You did. So that means it's stuck because you switched it last time. And you were like, I don't know, I think it's evolving. So if you went back to evolving, then that, that means that that is the word and you got to stick with it. Ever means. 